The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm here, Pastor Billy Han Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m., on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 230 in Sacramento including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kali for 97 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those living in the hospitals and confidence in homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. As we read the Word of God daily, it becomes our shield and our buckler, our teacher and instructor, words that heals and words that comfort. It gives guidance and inspiration, strength and courage. As we pray the prayer found in Matthew 6, 9, it encompasses all that we, as children of the Lord, should do to continue our daily walk with our Lord. 
Our church choir under the direction of Yumi Han will perform for you a moving and stirring song entitled, The Lord's Prayer. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Lach on the organ. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen. I often wonder if God would ever forgive a sinner like me. How can he when he knows all the things I have done in my life? If I ask for forgiveness, can I know that Jesus will be with me? Of course he will. In a quiet area with the privacy of your own thoughts, call out for him, and he will hear your humble cry. Under my direction, our church band will play for you this solemn and comforting song entitled, Pass Me Not.
Our soloist this morning, Emilia Hahn, will offer praise and thanksgiving to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the things he has done, is doing, and will continue to do in her life. It is this thought-provoking song entitled, When You Pray. Accompanying Emilia will be Associate Pastor Marvin being on the bass, trusty Associate Pastor Emmys Pro Senior on the guitar, and myself on the piano.
For the closing number, our church choir will once again sing this strong and robust song entitled Victory Ahead. That's right, viewers. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, the soon-coming bridegroom, the author and finisher of our faith. It's through the blood of Jesus that you'll see your victory ahead. At this special selection, we are blessed to have you flute ensemble from our church band combined. Their God-given talents in this earnest and moving song entitled, Our Prayer.
Lennon here to our Saints in Harmony as they sing for us this uplifting and vigorous song entitled The Royal Telephone. It is with a warm and profound pleasure that I can dedicate this song to a much-loved person in the lives of my siblings, myself, the saints of God, our family, friends, and those who know her. She is my mom, Mrs. Evangeline Lemomi Han. For many years, she was a faithful help me to my father, the late pastor William Han Sr., who instilled in us the love and obedience we should have for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Proverbs 31, verses 10 and 28, respectively describes my mom perfect as it reads, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies, and her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Until Jesus calls, come up hither, she faithfully maintains her vital post as a prayer, wa prayer warrior, watching and praying daily for this lost and dying world. As a strong pillar of the church, we pray that the Lord continue to bless and preserve you, Mom, until that glorious day approaches when he calls us home to be with him in paradise. Have a fantastic Sunday.
Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight, on station KGB-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneri Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Elverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hunt Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. What a pleasure it is to have each of you join us to telecast viewers today. I am especially pleased that you have elected to partake in the reading of God's Word with me and hear the glorious gospel of the Kingdom of God. In my realm of experience, I have often found that when faced with difficult situations, most people will begin to search and exhaust all kinds of avenues of possible help and for some reason come to the right place last. Therefore, I pray that my sermon, prayer, is the strength of the gospel, will bring you to the knowledge that no matter what the difficulty, a guaranteed and absolute source of help, deliverance, or solution may just lie in the Lord and Savior himself, Jesus Christ. Remember, 
He is just a prayer away. But in the process, much faith and patience may be required of you in return. Will you have the perseverance to endure to the end? Today, we hear a great deal about pressure, stress, depression, and anxiety. Many preachers speak with authority and say, I have the answers. The only one who has the answers to all our problems is our Lord Jesus Christ. He tells us in Matthew 6, 31 to 34, the only cure for anxiety, anxiety is to trust in the Father's care. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that he have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. In other words, seek first the spiritual things, and the material things will follow. There is no question about it. We are facing pressures on every side in our work and in our world. There is little we can do to avoid the pressures we face. The old adage teaches us that when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Learning how to pray even under extreme pressure is a vital part of living out our commitment to Jesus Christ. The Lord taught our disciples a model prayer when they said, Lord, teach us to pray. We read in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Proper prayer should begin with worship. Put the interests of God above the interests of mankind and be happy in that which is his will. Prayer should ask for daily needs and seek the forgiveness of sins and victory over temptations. It would be well for us to remember today that we should approach the Father on church ground, that is, to the Lord Jesus Christ, and recognize that our standing is in Him, and we have no merit of our own, and with thanksgiving upon our lips and in our hearts, acknowledge His bountiful blessings to us in spiritual and material benefits. We have to yield to God's guidance and faithfully obey His word. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Praying under pressure requires we be clear-minded and self-controlled so that we may overcome the problems and pressures that would control us. Satan would like to put all of us in a dark tunnel where we are miserable and ineffective as true born-again believers. Listen to 1 Peter 5, 7-8. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Someone said, only God can remove mountains, but faith and prayer can move God. We read in Matthew 17 to 20 to 21, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. 
How be it? This kind goes not out but by prayer and fasting. Why is it hard to pray under pressure? The pressure of life causes us to believe in our weaknesses and shortcomings. Therefore, many church-going people pray very little. No wonder so many churches are spiritually dead. Victory is gone and the joy is lost. We have to see to it that no one misses the grace of God. God renews His grace to us every day as we need it. Thus, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Reading Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The cloud of witnesses represents the heroes of faith, enumerated in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, and all those who have gone on before whose fate was in God's word. We should lay aside every weight as weight adds to the difficulty of our progress. The weights are not necessarily external. They are first of all in the heart. The moment the thing holds a place in the heart and mind, which is not in God's purpose, it becomes a weight or sin, no matter what it is. And the result is soon obvious. We all have a besetting sin, like a close-fitting mantle or garment that clings to the body and impedes its progress and freedom of motion. Yes, we are all running a race. Each step of the course has been marked for us. It's not how you start, but how you finish. Not once saved, always saved, but he that endureth unto the end shall be saved. Reading in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Some people keep looking at the promised land, but never seem to enter it. The time is now if we hope to make it and turn our lives around. Why should we pray to God when under life's pressures? No matter what the pressures, we should keep on praying. God is the king of the universe, as we find in Psalms 24, 7 to 8. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. This means all our problems and burdens are in His hands. Yes, He has the whole world in His hands. God is righteous and He cannot sin against us. God never lets us down. He tells us, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Listen to Hebrews 13, 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. God is everywhere, as you find in Psalms 139, 7 to 10 and 14. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. These verses show us that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. 
Such knowledge is too wonderful for us. We cannot understand it. God is all-powerful. Did he not say all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth? Let's take the case of Job. Satan smote him with painful balls from the soul's feet unto his head. Even his wife told him, curse God and die. But he admonished her, as we read in Job 22, 10. But he said unto her, thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. However, he was inclined to be self-righteous, and God had to put Job through fiery tests. Finally, he came to himself. Read Job 42, 6. Wherefore, I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. The answer to the problem, why do the righteous suffer, is found here. Suffering is required to correct and purify the righteous, not to punish them for sins. Job was godly and possessed a wonderful faith, which his afflictions could not shake. In other words, he was really under pressure, but he never gave up. He hung on, but he was not humble enough and was inclined to be self-righteous. When brought into the presence of God, he realized his sinfulness, judged himself, and opened the door to be restored happiness and great fruitfulness. All true born-again believers have the same problem, which is solved in the same way Job was vindicated, honored, and doubly blessed. He had more in the end than in the beginning. Reading Job 42, 16-17, After this lived Job in 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. In this too, Job was repaid twofold, having twice the usual span of life, as you read in Psalm 90, 10. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength it be fourscore years, yet is there strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Therefore, let us ask God to teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. We can all praise and thank Jesus for all the precious of life, because then we know we are truly the sons and daughters of God. Our eyes have been enlightened, and now we can see the hope of his calling and the riches of his inheritance. Thank God for the inheritance that comes through the gospel of the kingdom of God. At the church of Caesarea, where Peter preached Jesus to the Gentiles, the Holy Ghost fell on all that heard the word. A baptismal followed immediately as we read in Acts 10, 47, 48. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which we have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to starry certain days. It was Jesus who shed his blood on the cross for the whole sins of the whole world. And only in the name of Jesus can one receive remission of sins. He is the only Savior for this lost and dying world. Thus we see the church at Philippi, the church at Corinth, the church at Ephesus, and the church at Galatia were baptized into Christ. As you read in Galatians 3.27, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, the Colossians were buried with him in baptism too. Listen to Colossians 2.12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Read in John 3.5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What does it mean to be born of water? To be born of water is to be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And according to Acts 2.38, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in an unknown tongue or language, which is the only verification of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
It was baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ without exception. Why is the name of Jesus so important? Because Acts 4, 12 declares, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name unto heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It is a name which is above every name in heaven and in earth and of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Naturally, there is a question by many today regarding the scripture, Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The truth is there is not one record of an apostle who baptized a convert repeating the words in Matthew 28, 19. The name must be mentioned to fulfill all righteousness. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are familiar titles. There is no promise of remission of sins or the promise of the Holy Ghost or the gift of healing in Matthew 28, 19. The word name is in the singular, not plural, and his name is Jesus, as we read in Colossians 2, 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost dwelleth in Christ Jesus. There are three manifestations, but only one God. As you read in 1 John 5, 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Now let's refocus upon our message. Prayer is the strength of the gospel. The Lord tells us not to focus on our problems. Our God is larger than our problems. Don't think negatively. Think positive. God is a God of miracles. Therefore, let's not give up. Here's some timely advice for our viewers. Pray your way out from pressure. Be willing to confess your faults and take responsible action. Fellowship is having the right attitude about sin. Listen to 1 John 1, 8 to 10. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. We cannot say that we have no sin. Only Jesus Christ can say that. The more we are aware of our own impurities and sinfulness, we are able to see that God is light. God is faithful to His promises and to His people, and at the same, He is just in forgiving sin because the penalty was met at Calvary. The effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Forget the past. Stop digging your old faults up and just let go, as Paul tells us in Philippians 3, 13, 14. Brethren, I count on myself to have happened, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are before, I press on the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And what prize might be the high calling of God in Christ Jesus? The number one prize is to be the bride of Christ and to be in that number 144,000 which will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. The trump of God will sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Don't ever look back. Someone will be gaining on you. Remember the Lot's wife? She looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. It's wonderful to come to the end of the way after going through much pressure, depression, and anxiety. God has assured us of the salvation and eternal life. On the other hand, the saddest thing to occur on earth will be when one comes to that hour without Jesus and without hope. When Paul came to his hour after much pressure, he had such great assurance that he said to Timothy, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. He looked back over his life and remembered his experience with Jesus on the dusty Damascus road. Listen to what he wrote in 2 Timothy 1 to 12, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul has committed himself to Christ years before, and he knew that he was now safe in the arms of Jesus. Yes, you can entrust your money to a bank, yet still lose it. You can entrust your friend with his secret, yet he can betray you. However, when you trust your soul to Jesus, it is safe forever. 
the joy of knowing Jesus is to believe upon him who died us for us, that we may know the promise of eternal life. Paul knew Jesus not as a historical person, but as a personal Savior, Master, and Lord. On the day when the light from heaven blinded him, he heard Jesus speaking directly to him, reading Acts 9, 4-6, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. From that time on, Paul came to know that, indeed, Jesus was the Son of God and the Savior of the world. And on that very day, Jesus became Paul's Savior. Persecution of all kinds came. Paul had suffered the loss of all things, but the one great joy of his life was that he knew Christ. He tells us in Philippians 3, 8, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And finally, how about the prayer of the Lord Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? Speak about an example of pure pressure. He was a role model. Read John 17, 1. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. The Lord Jesus Christ asked for six petitions. One, that he might be glorified. Two, for the believer's safety, which we find in verse 11. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Three, for the believer's sanctification that we find in verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Four, for the believer's unity in verse 21, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, that they also may be one in us, that they in the world may believe that thou hast sent me. As the psalmist tells us, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. In unity there is strength and victory. Five, for the future believers as found in verse 20, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. And finally, six, read in verse 24, for the believers' future glory. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. The Bible tells us that an angel from heaven came down to strengthen him while he was praying and in agony. He prayed in the pressure and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus knew that he was about to go forth to die, but instead of asking for help and comfort, he spent those last hours in comforting his disciples. What a wonderful Savior. Now, if you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusCommission.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hanjian, expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. To close another hour of sweet fellowship in the Word of God is our church band as they play for us this encouraging tune entitled, Hide You in the Blood.
program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.